and welcome back to another episode of Two Pills in a Pod. My name is Candice. And I'm Jessica. And we have answered some very deep questions last week, but I think as the tests go on, the questions will get even deeper. So let's just dive right in. Question number 19. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you're living now and why? I think I will move back home right away. No, not even like second thought. Like I'll just like do it right away. Just move back home, be with my parents and just do whatever I want. No work anymore. I'm not going to work. Um, hopefully my savings can last me for the for a year. Oh, actually, I think I have like income insurance, so I can <laughs> I can claim that. I don't know. What about you? Wait, so you want to change your, the way you're living right now by going home? How is it gonna change the way you're living? Because I don't have to work. I just be m- with my parents. Oh, so you're just gonna spend the the three hundred and sixty five days with your parents? Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to be with my family. You don't want to travel. Uh, not really. I've traveled enough and I don't have anywhere that I particularly want to go to. I don't have any... If it's just one year, if it's like two years, maybe I'll travel. But like one year, 365 is not a lot. No, it's definitely not a lot. Yeah. One Christmas, one birthdays. Yeah. One Chinese New Year. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I kind of thought of this question as in like the way you're living as in more of like... The way... Yeah, like the way. Lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle, not where you are. So I think if I can change anything about the way I'm living right now, it would be to care less about what is going to happen and live more in the moment. Yeah. Because I feel like I worry too much about the future, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. what if. I, I worry mm-hmm. a lot about that. And half mm-hmm. the time... I worry for nothing because mm-hmm. the things that I worry about doesn't happen because I tend mm-hmm. to kind of like create worst case scenarios in my head and say this is gonna happen and then that's gonna happen and then oh my god the world's gonna end so I always kind of catastrophize situations so I think like if I were to die in one year suddenly I would just try and live my life to the fullest and obviously of, of course spend time with my loved ones as well I don't know, because I always have that mindset that I can die suddenly. Not, it won't even take a year for me to think about what to do. So I, I always try to like live in that moment. Well, I mean, it's easier said than done. But right now, because I'm not with my parents and I'm not with my family, I think that's what I miss the most. And so if you give me a year, definitely spending time with my family. That's the only yeah. thing I care about right now. There we go. What does friendship mean to you? Friendship means what family means to me. Like, it means a lot to me. There's a saying that um, friends are the family you chose. And I think that's really true for me because I treat my friends the way I would treat my family. Mm-hmm. I find it important to foster friendship and to cultivate and to sustain friendship. I used to think like low maintenance friendship are the best friendship because then that suits my laziness. <laughs> why do I, why do I keep saying that? But then now I start to make effort in like sustaining friendship and also supporting your friends when they need you even though they say they don't. Friendship and families, well definitely family come first for me. Um mm-hmm. but they have the equivalent importance, but just they play a different role. So mm-hmm. 
I can say to friends that things that I can't say to my family. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But what I'm thinking now is a long-lasting friendship. Because now I don't have many new friends. So my existing friendships are pretty well established. Friendship means supporting each other, being honest with each other, being there for each other. And also, I feel like friendship, for me, definitely, it's like a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Because I used to be the kind of person that will like reach out to people if I feel like I haven't spoken to them in quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, I wonder how this person is doing. And I will reach out to them. But then now I feel like it should be a two-way street. So why mm-hmm. am I always the one reaching out to you and you're not reciprocating? So not that I'm intentionally doing it, but mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like more more picky with how I spend my time in terms mm-hmm. of investing in friendship because mm-hmm. the other way around, then I will find that there are certain friends who have been checking in on me and I haven't necessarily reached out to them as much. And mm-hmm. I will spend more time in that because then I appreciate that they are checking in on me and they are like reaching out to me and I would do I would try to do the same for them mm-hmm. it's not to say like it's like an eye for an eye kind of thing it's more of mm-hmm. like as I grow older I start to realize that I don't need to have many friends I just need to have like quality friendships what roles do love and affection play in your life what roles do love and affection play in your life love and affection play a big role in mm-hmm. my life I'm not very affectionate in a sense that I don't like display my affection that way, but I love a lot. Yeah, affection and love are quite different, isn't it? Affection is mm. like more of like the act of it, mm-hmm, whereas mm-hmm. love is is just love. I think I'm mm-hmm. not. I think I'm trying to learn how to be more affectionate. You know, giving more compliments or mm-hmm. spending more time with people in. Mm-hmm being you know just openly affectionate to my partner i'm trying to learn how to be more open about that but in terms Uh of love i think i have no problem loving people and Uh i know that people love me like not everyone but like you know the people that i love they love me too so Uh i think they both play important role in my life i think i'm considered a very affectionate person when it comes to like relationship i'm a pda person (laughs) really what do you not think? I don't know. Well, I I, don't know. I think I've I never really I've never really seen you like close. Well, not in front of a group of friends, but like in public if it's just the two of us. Because like I remember when I went to Toronto with my ex, and I was like walking behind my sister. Like my my sister was like giving us a tour and stuff, and when she turned around and then she saw me like kissing my ex, and then she was like, "Are you serious? Like, can you stop doing that? Like, cause like every five sec, every five seconds, she turned she turned around. She would see me like you know like PDAing, and then she was like, "Just stop." And yeah, I think I'm like quite affectionate person. I'm like touchy, like physical touch kind of person. I think. Mm, okay. Yeah. And love. I don't think I have any issue in loving someone, but but now I'm like very careful with like investing my emotions. Cause well, if I if we're talking about like love in terms of relationship, and I tend to like put my guards up and like try to protect myself by not investing too much emotions before I know that that's the person I want. But that's also like restricting myself in some way. But yeah, it's it's tough to like 
judge what to what extent you want to invest in like it's sort of hard to measure do you think like you love yourself first before you are ready to like love other people even before i have a relationship i always love myself first like i'm that kind of person i don't know like i always like put myself in front of everything i i think that's selfish but also it's just my way of protecting myself I haven't actually found someone that like I would put them in front of me or love. I think it's just realistic, to be honest, to mm-hmm. to do that because it's. I don't think it's selfish because mm-hmm. self love is not something that we really actively do. You know because mm-hmm. it's often like so neglected, mm-hmm. and we forget to love ourselves a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. You know because we're so focused on like loving other people, we don't spend the same amount of time and energy into ourselves so i just think like it's good that you love yourself a lot because that's like one thing that i admire about you as well because you know that before you're ready to love anyone else you need to love yourself because uh-huh. no one else is gonna love yourself more than you uh-huh. love yourself next question alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner share a total of five items you can do three of me out two of you <laughs> That's tough. Concept <laughs> <laughs> positive characteristic of your partner. Uh, it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> you're very organized. Okay, that's true. You're very realistic. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah, you're not like like Lucy in the sky kind of person. You're Jessica no. on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. You always bring like positive vibe in most of the occasion, I think. In, like in what? Like most of the occasion, like even like if we hang out in a group of, if we hang out with like a group of friends, like you always be like loud <laughs> <laughs> and talk that and like. Yeah, that's positive. I have a big presence. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you're charming. You're charming. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that over loud. <laughs> I think you give good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I you give that. good advice. Yeah. I get it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. Mm. I think it comes from you being realistic, you know, with mm. things. Because people, sometimes people can't see, people see life through like a rose tinted glasses, mm-hmm. which is, oh, which is good, but it, it is also bad. And then you mm-hmm. just kind of like give advices where I find that a lot of the time your advice makes me think about things in like a different way. Mm. Yeah. I think that's why we can get along really well because we think from different perspectives, but we also accept mm. that we think differently and then yeah. we think from each other's perspective. Yeah. Why is it so hard to think about? <laughs> I think it comes from the fact that we're not used to giving compliments. Yeah, exactly. I think as long as we've known each other, we've never been like, by the way, I love this about you. Well, oh, I well, if you if you mention that, then I'll I'll relate it back to when we were at uni. We always liked each other's fashion sense. I I love your fashion. Not so much now because I don't think I have. <laughs> Well, you have the homeless look now. <laughs> you rock that. <laughs> yeah, homeless chic. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, 
I think I do find like my fashion has generally declined over the years because <laughs> decline. Yeah, I just don't really care <laughs> so much anymore. Oh my god! Honestly, well. don't really care. I was gonna say like I feel like you're very effortless. Really? Yeah, effortless in a good way where you don't try too hard. Yeah, I don't like to try too hard. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? I think I am. I think you are too. Yeah. Well, I think I think yeah, we're close in a way that we don't hate each other, <laughs> but we're not close, close as in like we'll tell each other everything kind of thing. Mm, yeah. True. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I'm just and saying. warm. Warm. Yeah. I would say yeah. Warm. But not in like uh, I love you so much, mommy, or like oh, mm. I'm so proud of you, girl. It's never like that. It's just warm because I know like it's home. You know, it it, mm-hmm. it has like that homey feeling. What about you? Do you feel like your childhood was happier? My I think my childhood was, yeah, happy. Um, I think also because I'm the eldest, so I get a lot of like love and attention from. Like my dad side of family as well, like my aunties, my grandparents, and then my parents. I had a really happy and pampered childhood. Um, close and warm. I would say yes. For we are very close to each other. We'll talk a lot on um on WhatsApp. Not so much on video call nowadays. But yeah, I feel pretty warm. Not not hot, but like warm, yeah. Yeah, lukewarm. <laughs> lukewarm. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely feel like I had a good childhood. Overall, yeah, good childhood. <laughs> good childhood. Okay, next question. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? <laughs> Our <Damn>! mothers. <laughs> we can do one episode on this. <laughs> well, relationship oh with your mother. <laughs> How's your relationship with your mother? Roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. It's like a roller coaster. I mean, there is some periods of time when we're really close together. Like, we'll, we will talk about everything, anything. But there, there are also periods of times that we don't talk as much. And, you know, I have to, like, hide something from her. And, like... But right now, I think it's... I think it's it's really hard, especially when you're, like, in different country, different time zone, and like you can't like update her, your life immediately and stuff. Um, but she's always there for me. Um, and I really appreciate that. That like she always wants to know about my life, and she always wants to listen to my stories, no matter how stupid or boring or like mostly stupid. Um, it is, and but also at the same time, she like right now she is a lot better but she used to be very judgmental so i don't really want to share too many stuff with her because i don't want to get any judgmental opinions from her um but now that she's doing meditation she's working on on self-growth and improvement and like mental health you know she's trying to have like cultivate her positive mindset and be like zen and so um (laughs) Is so it better she, for you she is a lot better and i 
to be honest, I'm really proud of her that like she, it's actually a big move for her as well. Like when you are at that age, you know, you 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 would think that like you have like all the life experience. You know, you you think that like you you don't have anything else to learn anymore in your life. Like, but she is like trying to reflect on herself and trying to improve herself, and that's what like I really look up to her as well. Like, I don't think I'm not sure if. By that age, I would have the same sort of like wisdom and the mindset that like I still want to like improve myself. Not not like phys- not just physically and not just mentally, but also emotionally. She's trying to you know be more better in general. So yeah, I think like right now she's in a good place, and my relationship it definitely helps with our relationship because she's she care less about me, but more focus on herself. And in that way, she will have like. Less criticism on me because she used to like criticize on my like she would always say things that I can improve on and she always like you know what instead of putting it in a nice way for you to accept it she would like criticize you right at your face which is mm-hmm. like sometimes you know you don't need that but then now yeah. it's um it's a lot better I would say so it's really good that your mom is trying to improve herself i just find that sometimes with asian parents it's very hard for them to admit that they also have faults you know that they are not perfect that not everything that they do is right the fact that your mom is on this self-improvement journey it's it's so good oh it was tough to get her into that we tried to get her into this well, not try to get her, but like each time she has fight with like any of the family members, like we try to like make her think and maybe take a pause and see, look at the bigger picture and see it's not always someone else's fault. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it might be you. And it's really hard for her to like, it's a big move. It's very tough for her to to make a, even like the smallest change. But yeah. I think my relationship with my mom is pretty much kind of roller coaster as well but saying that also i feel like my mom also has grown a lot in the past few years as a person as a parent and i don't i don't know in other aspects of her life but she also used to be like very very critical and very judgmental about things um she would say things that i wouldn't necessarily agree with and I'll just tell her, be like, well, you, well, you can't mm-hmm. think like that about people and X, Y, and Z. It's not okay to say. And mm-hmm. she always used to be like, oh, whatever, you know, I can say whatever I want. And it's always the mentality that, like, I'm your parent and I know better. It's always that kind of mentality. But I feel mm-hmm. like over the years, maybe also, you know, to the fact that she has come to realize that like, her kids are adults now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she shouldn't treat them as kids anymore. So she's probably, like, now more receptive towards, like, our opinions. Well, I don't know about my brothers, mm-hmm. but towards my opinions, she's more receptive towards it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for example, she's always, like, banging on about, like, advices from, like, WhatsApp groups, you know? And I'm like, where are mm-hmm. these sources from? You know, like, where <laughs> is your source? Like, you tell me, yeah. is this source reliable yeah. or not? You can't just, like, give me, like, random advices and expect me to follow it without, like, proper source to back mm-hmm. it up. And it's like, oh, yeah, they say, they say. I'm like, who is they? Who is this they person? Who is saying yeah. all this? And she's like, oh, what's up, group? I'm like, 
See, that's what I mean. Yeah, like she, <laughs> she's um she's much better now, and I feel like there are still times when I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's so hard to deal with her. Um, sorry, mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like in general, our relationship <laughs> has got better than like it used to be when I was younger. Like I think we both like get influence from yeah. our moms a lot. Um, as much as we say that yeah. we don't want to be yeah. like our moms, yeah. I think we are. Like part of us. Yeah. Make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling. We are both dying to go home. We are both dying to go traveling. I wanted to say Bulgaria, but Bulgaria is you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still want to go to Bulgaria. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just go wherever. We are. Both supportive of each other. I'll take that. Uh-huh. Next question. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share dot dot dot. I could share all the mm. chocolates that I'm eating with. <laughs> I don't think you would share that. You just finish it by over yourself. Quarter life crisis with. Yeah, I don't. I'm not necessarily in a quarter life crisis. And I feel like we're. I, am, I, am. I think we're we're past quarter life. I think, I think we're like true, 30, but like I can't say. I think we're like thirty percent you know. there. <laughs> My pre thirty crisis with. I wish I had someone with whom I could share my. Actually, I say that, but I do have somebody to share with. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to say I wish I can I have somebody I can share my problems with, but I have not mm-hmm. that I can share pretty much everything exactly. too so i don't think mm-hmm. i how ha- i can complete this sentence so if you're going to become a close friend with your partner please share what would be important for him or her to know we're already close friend what would be important for you to know i am very needy i know already yeah and i need my own space and time <laughs> friends <laughs> no idea. I'm very needy I'm the opposite yeah. I think it's just um, balance yeah I think yeah, so I don't have to be needy to just one person you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have not yeah exactly so that's, that's okay tell your partner what you like about them be, again be very honest this time <laughs> Saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met. What I like about you. We have really talked about all positive characters. Yeah, so that, yeah, basically. And that was tough enough. Yeah, that was, that's what we like about each other. Okay, let's do the question. Yeah. Question 29. <laughs> Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Okay, I can't wait. Too to many. To <laughs> Too many. Oh my god. Too many. I don't, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Um. I don't know what's yours. Okay, I can think about I can think of two and they both involve me sleeping in class. Okay, so I'll tell you one of them. I was in secondary school and we were like staying back in class because we were preparing for O levels and it was like a math extra class. So it was like really late in during the day, I think it was like three o'clock or something ridiculous like that. I fell asleep in class, basically. That extra hour, I fell asleep. And, like, instead of them waking me up, 
my teacher had this brilliant idea of like quietly everyone leaving the class and leaving oh my god leaving me sleeping like in the class by myself right <laughs> so i woke up i woke up and it's empty like the classroom was empty right and then what the hell yeah and then i was like where is everyone and then i looked to my right i can see like outside my class everyone was like hiding this is like my teacher's idea okay everyone was like hiding and then when they realized that i woke up everyone kind of just like appeared and like was like laughing because i was like sleeping in class and i just i just remember feeling like what the actual fuck you know, like, what the actual <laughs> fuck? And this is the ridiculous part. I was the one who fell asleep in class, but I was the one that got mad at my teacher. I was like, how dare you do this to me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm the one that fell asleep in class. And then I remember the next class, he brought me chocolate because he felt so bad. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but it was... Your teacher is quite childish. Yeah, but it was so embarrassing. Why can't I just remember things? I can't. I'm very bad at remembering. Maybe dancing. Dancing on stage. I think that's quite embarrassing because I, I don't have like a... My hand coordination, hand-leg brain coordination is really bad. And yeah, that's something that I would never do again. That's that's the only thing that I can remember. It was that like when you sing uh, when you dance to that Korean song. No one. Yes. <laughs> Don't even. Yes, you bring that memory back again. Yes. I remember. That was like um, yeah. Cause I founded a Korean club when I was in college. Cause I was like so into Korean things and and I was the president, so I had to like there was there was like a president show or something like so all the presidents in like different clubs have to like perform. Oh my god, never again, never again. Awesome. I would love to see that. If somebody take a video of it, send it to us. No thanks. I would love to see that. Oh, I know! On my second date, I vomited. I told you the... Oh, yeah. After clubbing, it was only second date. And I puked in my own dress. And I smell like katsukari. Yeah, that was very embarrassing. I would... Ugh, that just makes me like cringe. Okay. No, never is... do that again. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? I cried by myself yesterday because I was watching a movie and I was very sad with the movie. So that's when I cried by myself yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have cried in front of another person for a long time. Maybe in front of my sister when we talk about like our family stuff but by myself i think i melt down a few times this year like i had a massive breakdown just because like as i said like quite a life crisis not quite a life crisis but you know and like work stuff can be stressful but i'm that type of person that i need to let it out and i'll be fine like i can cry but that cry is just for me to like you know let it out and done and then I will like pick myself up and then move on again. So I don't think yeah. I've ever seen you cry when you're not drunk. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to be drunk. Yeah, I think the only time I've seen you cry is when you're drunk. Yeah, in front of friends, I think I will cry if I'm drunk. But like by myself, I don't drink alone. Okay. But I will just cry I, sober. I cry. <laughs> just cry sober. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your partner again. 
Tell your partner something that you like about them already. You know what? Let's just skip this one because we know we like each other already. (laughs) Yeah, we need to stop liking each other. Okay. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? I don't know. I think we know each other's boundaries that we won't... I think even in general, I think it's just not cool to joke about somebody else's problems and insecurities yeah or weaknesses yeah Yeah. insecurities yeah Yeah. because like you might think that it's funny because you're not in their shoes but then Mm -hmm. the the other person might not think about it as a joke yeah right so it's not that it's super serious but it's Mm -hmm. if it's somebody's insecurity it's serious for them it might not be serious for you but it's serious for them i think we're pretty sensible yeah i also think like and also, if you have already, you have already mentioned that, like you know, stop saying that it's not funny, and then they keep doing it. It's just not, yeah, yeah it's just not funny. True. <laughs> if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you regret most? Regret not having told someone. Why haven't you told them yet? Ooh, so deep. What? That's scary to think about. I think I would like to tell my parents thanks for everything not like (laughs) by the way thanks for everything but it's just more of like thank you for like my life basically because without them then i wouldn't be here today and without their support i wouldn't literally i wouldn't be here um and why i haven't told them yet is because we just normally don't say cringy things like that to each other so that's why I haven't told them yet. Yeah, I think the first thing that I would think of is my family. That I haven't told them how much I love them enough. I don't really say, like, I love you a lot no, to my family. me neither. Yeah. It's so weird. that's... And also, I need to tell them my bank account details so that they can take some money out from it. Because <laughs> I don't want it to be sitting there and then, like, the government have it oh, that's it's very, not a lot but like yeah. still there's still some money in it's, there. it's very practical <laughs> it's very practical yeah there we go i know i think my mom knows my bank details so i'm fine <laughs> well even in the uk yeah yeah yeah. i tell her everything because she say like you need to tell at least like one person in your life then i tell her because yeah she has more money than me so she's not gonna want my money <laughs> true but like i never thought of like you know telling oh maybe i should do that yeah your house, containing everything you own, catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? My laptop and my phone. One item. Oh, but if it's not human, I don't think there is anything that's like, you know, super valuable. I think for me, I would just be practical. I would just like dash in and save the important documents that I need, like my birth certificate, my my passport, my ID you can, card. You can, re- you can just do it. I think birth certificate is like super hard to get if you lose it, like if you burn, if it's burned or something. Oh, because I scanned them all on my computer, so I don't want to worry about that. But I don't even know where I keep it. But. Yeah, no, I think uh, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll probably that. save my, like, important documents because I have all the important documents in, like, one folder. So I'll just grab mm-hmm. it 
to save myself the hassle. Oh, and grab my insurance because then I can claim insurance on my house that catches fire. <laughs> Second last questions of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? Oh my god, anyone. Yeah, I don't think I can choose. I think everyone's death would be very disturbing. But I think maybe for me, if I have to choose, maybe my youngest brother. Because I always Same. Yeah. Because I always force him to outlive me. <laughs> I didn't force him to outlive me, but then like I because he always have like back issues and stuff, like I'm always worried about his health. And even like now it's even worse because like he will spend a lot of time a bit too much time studying well because like he he got into uni, but then because of COVID he had to delay his um semester. Um, so he's like trying to reapply and stuff like so he's pushing himself really hard and and I'm really worried about his health so I think I would find it quite disturbing because I don't know maybe like us have too high expectations on him and he gets lots of pressure from us as well as in I, I, I don't really give him a lot of pressure but like you know my sister's Mm. grades and stuff like we'll sort of like give him pressure even though like we didn't like add it onto him but he will feel the pressure anyway so yeah i think that would be very disturbing yeah and also for my parents yeah no i find my i think my youngest brother's death oh will be very disturbing i just don't i just can't see myself witnessing his death mm. because i would think that it would be the other way around because my youngest brother is like a lot younger than me so oh mm-hmm. Okay, last question. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. We always share our personal problem to each other anyway. Yeah, so okay, what what is like one problem you have right now that you want to share? My dating life, but you have you know that already. Okay. But right now, I feel like it's... I don't know, you know, I'm sort of like fed up. I want to delete all the apps and and like I want to stop dating. I need to like take a pause. What do you think? I think if you feel like you need to take a pause, then you should take a pause because it can get a lot sometimes with dating, especially serial dating. It's very time consuming and it's I'm not serial dating. Yeah you are. You are dating multiple people. That is serial dating. It's just because I think it takes a lot of like your mental energy and emotional energy to I don't know, every time you meet a new person you have to retell your life story again and it's just I, I just I just feel like after a while it gets very repetitive and it gets very like oh another one. Do you know what I mean? And if you feel like you need a break, then you need a break. Then you should take it because it's not a race. But also, I don't. I just feel feel like it's pointless. Like I don't see the point of using dating app and date anymore. I just feel like it's just just whatever. Like just whatever it comes like. It's just yeah. I don't want to force myself to, you know, have to get someone. I don't know, maybe it's also peer pressure slightly, like, because all of you, like, I'm the only single one, maybe I'm, yeah, I think I'm the only single one, and, like, everyone, of you, you guys are, like, going to marriage and stuff, and, like, um, but now I just feel like, oh, whatever, um, I don't want to, like, keep dating just because I want to find someone, I, 
like now it's just I feel like I should go back and focus on myself and like what I used to be, cause I prefer myself back then when I just don't care and just focus on myself. But now I'm keep getting distracted because of dating. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's just this expectation for people in their twenties to find their partner and settle down straight away. And I think also it's not a race to who's gonna get married first or like who's gonna have kids first or whatever. So just work on your own timeline. And if you feel like you want to date, then date. If you feel like you're fed up with dating, then stop dating mm. because. You don't want to even go on dating with like this mindset that like, oh I don't know what even what even is this you know like you have to go in with the right mindset, so maybe take mm. a break. Um, even if you don't want to be on the app, that's fine. Um, there are other ways to meet people. You never know. Maybe you meet somebody at like a very random place. With with dating app, the one big problem is you have when you have too many options, you don't know what to choose. Even though I'm, I'm quite selective. I'm very selective already. Like I don't, I don't like go out with like all the guys that I've met. Actually. But then, you, when you have too many options, it just like makes you even more confused. Definitely, I, I, I don't know what it's what the dating life is like now. But I feel like it's really hard. It's almost like having a second job, because you have to invest so much energy and time into it, and you feel like. It's almost never ending because you're in searching mode, and it always feel like, when am I gonna find this person? It always feels like they are never gonna be here for you. You have to find somebody that you're hundred percent comfortable with. You hundred percent have you know the same goals in life. You have the same values, and it's not easy to find somebody who aligns with you like that. So just don't worry. Like if you dis- if you do decide to continue dating and whatever going forward like just make sure like whoever you end up with you are 100% about it what is yours then i don't have a problem my life is so perfect all right no. then let's end our episode <laughs> <laughs> right now i'm just stuck in a rut because i'm in limbo between staying in the country and to try and kind of like work my way in this industry or go home to indo to like completely restart my life again and that (gasps) this has been like a dilemma of mine for like the past few years so Uh. i really don't know because if we stay here then basically there's something for for me to work towards whereas if we're eventually planning to go back to indo then what am i doing here Uh Oh, that's a tough one. Mm. And also, if you want to go back, you want to go back early because you don't want to like go back and then have to start all over again when you're like in. Yeah. It's like hanging there, and that's a tough one. Like because you just started your new job, like I wouldn't recommend you to go back home like at this stage because like you're still trying to fit in into you. You're still trying to figure out if you actually like this job and if you want to move further and progress. So maybe sometime next year you can have a career break and go back home and then see if you can. Because sometimes taking a career break is a good thing. Um, and then you can sort of figure out if you actually like the lifestyle back home. And if you can actually do something, if there's any potential. But then with your partner, 
It's a bit tough in that when when you have someone together and then. No, to be fair, mm. he has been like pretty open about this. He's like, if you want to go back and if you want to live in Indo, that's fine. Like he's completely happy to do that. So I don't think mm. it's a problem from his side. It's more of just like, mm-hmm. what am I gonna do? Like, what are we gonna do when we move to Indo? Because then we have we have work, we have jobs here, right? But if we move to Indo, then we have to pretty much start from scratch again. You can just quit the job here. You have to be decisive. Um, if you want to go back, if the life back home doesn't suit, if you want to come back, you can apply for the new jobs again. It's nothing. There's nothing to lose. I don't think there is anything to lose. You can just quit the job. It's not. It's not like you are the CEO of the company. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I just think like if if I am already here right now, if I quit and then I come back again, then I would be like, you know, two years or however many years I was break, I was on a break for, I'll be behind. You won't be behind because at that point you you would have also gained experience and um other experience that you didn't think that you ha- would have gained. If you were to stay in the same job, you'd be doing the same thing and. Well, you're progressing towards one direction, yes, but like if you quit and then you go back and you do something else, you have like other skills that you never thought you would have, and then when you come back, you could have done something else that you you probably if you want to go back to the same sector, you will I'm sure you will try to work hard towards it, and then you have the same experience and background. If you were to come back home and then if you were to apply for a job, I'm sure you would be ready at that time if you decide. Like, don't worry too much, I would say. And also, you, you need to believe yourself that you have that skills and the, the strong foundation that you have already. If you quit the job, you still can get the job back. I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a big issue. If that's the only thing that you have to worry about, I don't think that's a big issue. No, I'm also worried about, like, what am I going to do when I'm in Indo? Because we have to find something to do, right? Like, we have to have, like, a goal. We can't just go home and not do anything. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's still something that I'm thinking of, like what I want to do with life if I go back to Indo. We'll see. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed the episode, please share it with all your friends and everybody that you know. Follow us on Instagram at Two Pills in a Pot. Um, we are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And we will see you next week for a brand new episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.